Thank you for listening to our church podcast where it is our joy to share helpful truths from the Bible. We pray this serves as one more tool to help develop leaders within our church and community who love and honor Jesus and reveal it by loving others. Most of the sermons will be preached by our founding pastor, John Cole. If you have any questions or comments about any of the messages, we invite you to join us on any Wednesday, 6 p.m. for a group discussion on the passages and sermons found here. I'm encouraged that God has been doing a work that goes beyond any one person. God's work is bigger than anyone. And I want you to hear some of it. This is a family day, okay? If you get mad at me, it's okay. I'm going a little long here. But I'm, you know, you, you can, you'll, you'll get over it for a few minutes. But I want to hear some testimonies in this church. Because I want to share the pulpit for a moment. And I want you to know that God's been doing a work in other people's lives. Not just mine. And I tell you what, I have grown because of you. I've grown so much because of you. And not just by serving you and learning the technicals of pastoring. I'm talking about I've grown from conversations with you. I've grown from you teaching me. You have taught me. I have grown from you helping me understand people and society and the differences. I've, I've grown from you teaching a Bible with me and talking about it. And I don't want to go on too long because then we won't make it through. But we have grown each other. And I want us to hear a little bit about each other. I'm going to ask, uh, I asked several, some didn't, I know some didn't want to speak because it, it's, it would be a little bit difficult. But I'm going to start out with you, Deborah. I'm going to ask you, come on up and give us just about two minutes or so. Keep it brief, but come on up and give us a testimony of how did Christ work in your life while you've been a part of Lakeshore Baptist Church? How has this influenced you? Deborah's here every Sunday morning. 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, oftentimes Wednesdays, and she's very, been very faithful. How has it changed your life? Come on up. Um, I'm, most of you know me, and I've met every one of you, and I truly believe that God did bring me here. You've heard, some of you have heard my story. I used to live in a trailer park not too far from here, and the car was broke down, and I was having church withdrawals, and I needed to find a place to go. So I told my daughter, I'm going to start walking, and I'm going to see the first church that, that catches my eye. That's where I'm going to go. So I started walking, and I came down Route 20, and then I came down Lake Street. And uh, it must have been a little bit warm that day because the church doors were wide open, and I could see Pastor at the pulpit. And I thought, oh, that looks kind of neat. I'll go in there. So I came in here, and I saw a young Pastor Cole <laughs> preaching and I met his young wife at that time and it was just there was just an aura to the place that I really really enjoyed and uh, Jill was pregnant at the time so every time (laughs) so every time Cheyenne turns a year older I know exactly how long I've been here (laughs) but I enjoy the church because I've learned so much the church is a prime example of good relationships between people. There's no backstabbing, no biting. There's a, there's just a nice relationship between the whole congregation. And to see the budget put on the board, you know, that, that was a big inspiration towards, towards me because I've been in a lot of churches where they pass the plate and some sometimes they pass it twice to make sure they get enough. And um, I've been in some that said, hey, if you give a hundred, that's great. If you give a thousand, that's, you're going to be blessed even more. And I didn't get that here. And I thought the way this church is solid, 
it wasn't commercialized like I'd been into a, a few churches, and I enjoy that. I'm really going to miss Pastor, his wife, and the kids, and I'm trying to hold it together. And uh, I think I'm going to I'm going to be here for a long time, David. You got to put up with me. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Deborah. Hey, you broke you broke it. Don't start going talk about Martha and I, because then oh, yeah. next you know it, we'll all start crying up here. <laughs> Deborah, that was wonderful. Thank you. You want to ask Lolita to come on up? And so come on up and give us a thought. Lolita goes way back. And I remember first time we met, she pushed me around a little bit, told me what to do. <laughs> you know Jerry's here today because she threatened his life. <laughs> come on up, Lolita. Hello. How are you? Churches are labeled many different... <laughs> Churches are labeled many different things. And the label that our church carries is largely dependent on leadership and the culture it carries. When I was looking for a home church years ago, I went on a quest. Through this process, I learned more about church in a way that makes me want to attend. There's something spiritual about our pastor and this congregation being connected at the heart. Let's remember and hold on to the good. And let's not forget that we have a dramatic church, one that is full of energy, and it has and always will be inviting. The communications are clear. We're prepared. This is what I and most members appreciate about the teaching of the Lord. And it has great systems for educating members, not only on what they believe, but why they believe it in the environment makes members apply those beliefs to everyday life and have the belief that life should be fun and church should know how to laugh and play, which we have laughed and played on many occasions. The mission of the church is the mission of Christ because church is Christ. Good job. You and Deborah both have definitely exceeded my expectations. And now, now you've set the bar high for Malachi, but come on up, Malachi. Lolita, I didn't know you could script like that. You did a beautiful job. You pulled through. And you pushed back at me too, see? You validated what I said. Come on, Malachi. Well, if I think back, probably around 13 and 14 years old, began going to church not this church, but early on in life. I mean, even prior to that age, my mom helped to instill that, that there was a God out there. And I just, you know, long before I even started going to church, I just knew that there was more to this world than just the, the concrete that we walked on every day. And so at about the age of 13, 14, I remember Bishop, where we used to live, invited us out to church. And from there, that's where my sort of, I don't want to say church career, <laughs> it started, but uh, my experience going to church started. And uh, there was a lot of value that I gained from that experience. But one of the things that had been missing so often was that I would hear a lot of, a lot of preaching, but that was that thirst for some real teaching, though, right? So, you know, you get an inspirational word. But I would remember looking at my Bible, or maybe the one or two verses that we were examining, and just think to myself, well, what about the rest of this Bible? 
Like, I want to know about, what about this chapter? What about this chapter? And so often it would be the case where, okay, you got the inspirational message and everything, but okay, what about these other hundreds and hundreds of pages in the Bible? And so that was something that I would, you really thirst for from time to time, whether it be some guest preacher or whether it be something out of here on the radio or TV, I'll get sort of glimpses of what it's like to actually get that in-depth teaching, right? Around 2012, going into 2013, I found my way to this church just to visit. And the thing that struck me was that there was this teaching where it was not just simply an inspirational message, where now I was actually learning about who God was beyond just the feel-good things that we might be used to hearing. And over the course of time, I just kept coming. I, was, I still had sort of an allegiance to the church that I was at before coming to this church. For various reasons and circumstances, the church building that I was in that we used to congregate together at, we were no longer having services there. But I still thought to myself that I had this allegiance to that church. But yeah, after talking to the pastor, after a while, it became clear that I needed to settle down somewhere. And I decided to make this that place, right? I have to say that when I started coming to this church, it really became the first time that when I woke up in the morning on a Sunday, it didn't feel like a chore. All the churches that I went to in the past, you know, I do, you wake up and it's like, oh, do I want to go to church today? You know, I, I, I need to go to church today. And I would go. And when I went, I was happy that I went. But it would sort of start over again the next Sunday. Oh, let me get out of bed. But... When I started coming to this church, that was none of that. I got up, it was time for church, and I was happy to go. That was one of the first things that was very different. And then the other thing is it, it, it grew me in so many other areas, such as being able to solidify what you actually believed in. I think for a lot of us, we might have like a lot of facts and a lot of information just kind of swirling around in our heads, but sometimes it can be difficult to pull that information out when you need it in a very solid way. And so with this church, there was this real sort of discipleship, whereas those facts that might be swirling around in your head uh, about the Bible, about God, now we had a, a dedicated system to say, okay, hey, this is what we believe. These are the foundations of the faith, right? If somebody asks questions about how do I get to heaven, right? This is what you can say based on the scriptures. And it's not this thing where you have to say, um, well, I uh, think, and you're trying to think about all the little things that you've learned throughout church. No, it's like this is how you teach people. We teach each other and we multiply that. Now, the area that this church really grew me in is this whole notion as the pastor went through today about serving with joy. Across the whole church landscape, we get the sense that we ought to be doing things for Christ, that we ought to be sacrificing. But one of the things that I think can go missing from that understanding is the whole joy aspect of it, that as you sacrifice and even as you suffer, how can you even have joy in the midst of that? The whole idea that it would be possible to have joy even in the midst of your suffering for Christ, this is something that really sink into the core of my being, to be a servant to people, to even sacrifice for people, but to find joy in the midst of that sacrifice. 
And we look around at the world today, we're looking at increased persecution. I mean, the persecu- we're starting to see increased persecution um, in the United States, but it still doesn't compare quite yet to the people who are being beheaded across seas. You're talking about beheadings. You're talking about things that you, you might be used to just hearing of in the Bible, but that are literally happening to Christians across the world, right? And so the sacrifice of embarrassment that we might have for standing for Christ when it's unpopular here is nothing in comparison to that. That's what I take the most, right? Right now, to sacrifice and to lean into that sacrifice and to not only lean into that sacrifice, but for it to be a joy, for it to be something that is a joy for Christ. There's so much more that I can say, but I cannot encapsulate it all in words. We'd be here forever, but I'll just leave it there. <laughs> Malachi, that was just so good. You know, the closer you get with each other, too, and discipling uh, with one another, the more pointed you can be. And uh, he didn't mention them, and he doesn't need to. But there are specific areas in my life that I look in people's life and I get a great joy when I get to speak frankly about something and I say, this is an area I really want to see you grow in. And then you see them do it. And I can say I've seen that with Malachi. I've been pointed about some things in his life and then he has done them. And I've seen that with other people here too. And it gives me great joy. I'd also say that you could tell he's been around me a little bit more because he's a little bit long-winded. All right, so now let's go to Desmond. Desmond, come on up here. Desmond and I have had many hours of Bible study together over the phone usually. Rarely was it ever in person because he was always in Chicago and working at Chicago University, but we would spend many a Saturday morning. Sometimes I'd be on my pool deck and I'd just sit there and talk with him or I'd be in my office with my screen up. Sometimes he'd hear the kids out there running around the pool. But we'd be talking through the Bible together, and I want you to share a thought uh, with us today, Desmond. So one of the ways that I've grown since becoming a part of this church family has been really in a desire to share the word, as, as Pastor Cole preached today. I work in an academic environment where a lot of people sort of question what they believe in um, and if there is a God. And many of these people I truly call friends, and it's really sad when you have a family member or someone that, you're, that you care about that doesn't know Christ. So one example that I want to share with you all, or one testimony that I want to share with you all, is a discussion that I actually had with a friend who didn't know if he necessarily believed in God. One day we got to talking about the Bible, and I did my best to answer all of his questions and, and just to really show how strong my faith was to him. A few weeks later, uh, he posted on social media that he got saved and got baptized. And I reached out to him and talked to him, and told him how happy I was. And later that day, I got a call from a mutual friend who said, you know, uh, he was going through a difficult time and he thought back to those discussions that you guys had. And he sat, he sat down and prayed to God and God spoke to him. And just being able to like go through that experience and, and be a part of a church that really emphasizes the importance of not just taking in the word, but also sharing it is something that's really been special to me. That's not an easy thing to speak with people when you know you're speaking to people that may scoff what you're talking about and can intelligently intimidate you about it. And uh, he's done very many times. He's asked me, now, Pastor, what would you say to this person about this? And we talked through it, and that was a lot of fun. The thing is, is uh, I get the privilege of regularly getting to know each of you, and that's why I'm constantly urging you to get to know each other because there's always so much more depth behind each person that you say, hi, how's the weather today? Oh, good to see you. Okay, bye. 
And then I, I work hard at breaking down those walls because that's what I'm supposed to do. And I always say, you go break down those walls too. And so all these things I already know, but now I want you to know them and for you to hear them. And I, I'm sure I should have done this much sooner, but I, I'm very grateful that you could hear these stories. I want to ask Marvin to come up. I grew up in the Baptist church as a child and all the way to the time that I um, went into the military. When I went into the military, no longer I had, I had a church to attend, so I went with the other military men to the various churches they knew of. And at one, one person, the pastor said something that stuck in my head. He said, if you go to a church and a sermon is given and you can't find it in the scriptures, it's time to leave. Uh, I had retired, my wife and I moved down to Texas, and we eventually were going to Moorhead City, North Carolina. I came back home to visit my, my brother-in-law and my sister. My uh, wife passed on, so my brother-in-law and my sister asked me to stay here so that they would know I was okay. Uh, one day, Pastor Cole saw me at the gas station, and he invited me to the church. I came here to the church, and the one thing that I saw was the thing that that pastor had said to me was what I should be looking for. I saw Pastor Cole preaching from the scriptures. That's what I wanted. He even gave me the theology of the Bible, and that is what was missing for me. I remember one day asking Corey McDonald, who used to have the, the children's ministry, I said, Corey, how do you come to church every Sunday? I don't recall his answer, but I think God heard me answer that question because he put in my heart to come to church every Sunday. I've been here over 10 years, and uh, I plan to stay under Dave because I've heard him preach, I've heard him teach, I talk with him, and he preaches scripture. He gives the theology of the scriptures, which is what I was seeking. And that is what motivated me to stay. So you will continue to see me because that's what I'm looking for. Bruce, you got your hand raised. You want to say something? Come on up. Bruce, I would say, has been immediately supportive, and he understands the importance of the church coming together and work together. He's, he's paid for a number of my meals. He's urged to get together. He asks some of the most intelligent questions in our Bible studies. Bruce is a bit of a person that hides out by himself, and the church has been bringing him out of that because he was a software developer for a whole lot of years. He's retired from that. And he's a smart cookie. He probably had more comfort with a computer for a while than people. And as he's been a part of this church, it's drawn more of the relational side out. And I've had a joy having you part of us here, Bruce. I look forward to hearing what you say. Uh, I really don't know what to say, except I hope the words come. And uh, I think the feeling, of course, is that we're, we'll miss the, miss the Coles, the whole family. Such a nice kids, a wife. Oh, it's all so nice. They all talk so nice to me, too. Uh, I found this church, Some a friend of mine uh, was uh, on dope and overdosing. He came here. I was in AA. We met there through AA. And uh, I kind of got involved in the church a little bit. And then I, I got involved in First Baptist, which is, you know, related. And I go there for the Salvation Army type thing. On, on Friday at uh, 7 or 8 o'clock, you want to go? <laughs> I think in a way it's my reaction is a little different than some of you. Maybe not. Just what I'm talking about, what it occurs to me, I'm a self-centered old man, a lonely, whatever. But 
I think what happened to me in this church is that like religious questions were like asked of me and put to me, and I I had to react to that. And I I don't think I always reacted properly, but I it, it was it was there, and I and I think that that's due to pastor. And I come to know some of the people in this church. I. Uh, I enjoy meeting people. I, I still want to change Pastor John's decision to leave, but uh, I don't know. I think it, it's not going to work. <laughs> I welcome David, and I hope he's successful too, I'm sure. I love and will miss them both. Uh, I know I know people here, and I, I'm involved with some of the, the problems and everything, and I want to go over and talk to Brian, who's in the hospital now, and, uh, and other people like that, you know, and... Uh, I hope they have a safe trip, and I'll be taking a picture of Brian and, uh, you know, texting it to you and that, that sort of thing, all that kind of thing, and uh, maybe we'll he'll come and visit us. He'll, well, they will come and visit us and send me pictures of uh, how the family's doing, how the trumpet players are, are performing, and all that sort of thing. You know, we're going to miss you all. I just kind of had to say that. We did go out to like lunch, and uh, at church on uh, Wednesday, uh, I would always ask the hard questions. I always wondered whether he really enjoyed them. <laughs> he says he does. Uh, I've not been very successful if he enjoys them. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> well, oh, okay. <laughs> With that, I'll uh, just close. Thank you. Come on up, Jerry. Um, yeah, I didn't know I was going to be up here today, so I'm not really prepared, but uh, I'm a little bit nervous. I'm not a good speaker. <laughs> um, I grew up right across the street from here like 100 years ago, um, <laughs> and, uh, but I've walked by this church back in the 50s and the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and you know, I saw it when it was boarded up, and yeah, I was... Uh, Staying at my mom's, taking care of her. She had a, she was terminal, and uh, Martha and a couple of the girls knocked on my door, and I'd been thinking about going to church. That's what got me going, going here, which I needed. And um, sometimes I would come here, and me and Pastor Cole would be the only ones here, you know, because it was it was just starting out. Well, Pastor Cole eventually he baptized my sons over here. I remember Lucas, my son, when he got baptized, there was no water in there, so they had to fill it up real quick, and it was ice cold, <laughs> and I, I felt so bad for him. <laughs> he was so cold. But, uh, and then uh, my nephew was baptized in Lake Michigan, and there were times I remember when I was taking care of my mom, you know, I, I said, Mom, I'm going to stay home with you today. It was Sunday. She said, no, you go to church. So, and I did. And, but then I kind of... Um, Never too old to obey mom. Huh? Right, right. <laughs> and Pastor Cole had her funeral here too, right? I could see her right there. But, oh, then I, um, I came for quite a few years, I think. I kind of slacked off. I went through an addiction problem, and Pastor Cole was there for me all that time too. And we started, or they had a Reformers Unanimous program here for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. It's like an AA thing, but it's a little different. It's, it was a good thing. Pastor Cole had been here, and I can't leave Martha out. She did a lot of work. You know, I can't even imagine. And Letha, she's a pain in my side. 
<laughs> I love you too. But, uh, yeah, I'm really going to miss Martha and, and John. And I thank them for everything. Absolutely, Terry. We love you. And I've seen it. I really have seen a work of transformation in your life as all of ours. And so, uh, you know, all of us, we all have different areas of life. We start, he just mentioned an addiction. Um, but, you know, you and I have, we, we have sinful addictions of envy, of pride, of anger, of conceit, of covetousness. And that's one that just becomes more public. Ours don't get aired out. But you decided to share it. And so you did. I've never shared it. I don't share your stuff with anyone. We just bear it and we try to help you. But I'm so glad that I was able to have walks down Lake Street with you, all night prayer meetings. I remember Dan Peterson was at one of those when we had the all night prayer meeting with the guys and, and you walked down the street with us and prayed. And, you know, even though you have ups and downs, if you are a believer in Christ, God is going to keep working on you and not let you keep doing that. He's going he's gonna to let you know that's wrong, Jerry. Yeah. And you've got to be, be with him and be with his people. And I believe that's why you're here today. A partnership of the Holy Spirit work on you and relief Christ. So. <laughs> All right, Terry. And at this time, I'm going to ask you if David will come on up. And I'm going to ask Marvin and Malachi to join me and any men of the church that would like to, anyone that would like to can come forward and just help us. We're just going to uh, right there in the middle there. And you'll uh, in just a moment, you'll kneel. And uh, we're going to kneel with you and just put our hands on you and pray. Uh, a lot of practices of churches, they'll do what they call an ordination, where they'll ordain. And a lot of times that's more of a church history thing. It's church practices. Biblically, by us appointing and voting him in as a member, we've ordained him. We've already appointed him to be a pastor. So a lot of that is just something that churches have added to help protect the kind of people that they say we approve you to pastor. But we're going to take a moment to just lay our hands on David and, and pray and ask God's blessing on him. I appreciate your patience with us. It's a nice um, journey here this morning. But we're going to pray, and anyone who wants to can come forward and pray with us, or you can stay right there. And we won't be long, but we're going to ask God's blessing as God uses David to serve you. And that's, that's his job. That's what he wants to do as a pastor. Pastoring is a calling to serve. It's to feed and help him. If there's something you like, you know, I wish you'd do this a little bit. Would you consider this pastor? He wants that because that helps him serve. Shepherd doesn't do well loving and leading the sheep if he doesn't know the sheep. And he needs your help and help him get to know him. Take him out to eat. Take Catherine them out. Uh, buy him a meal. Spend some time with them. Have him over to your house. Let him get to know you. I've had 12 years getting to know you. And they kind of need a baptism into getting to know you. They need, they need things to go a little faster because uh, we've had all these years. So bring them over, fill their schedule as much as they are able, and spend that time with them. But we're going to go ahead and pray together at this time. So David, if you can go ahead and just kneel right there. I'm going to ask if uh, Marvin and Malachi, you can join me here and all the church join in prayer. I'll ask that you start, Malachi, and we're just going to take this time to pray over David. Lord, again, we thank you for this day. Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this new opportunity. We thank you for the things that you have yet to accomplish through us. We're praying for a new pastor on today, Lord Jesus, that through your Holy Spirit, Lord, that you would guide him in wisdom, that you guide him in encouragement, that you guide him in, in a peace, Lord Jesus, and that all of us as the church as well would gather together around him, Lord Jesus, that we will be on mission together, 
that we will recognize that that mission is getting your gospel out, Lord Jesus. And so we pray on this day, Lord God, that you would pour through him, Pastor David, the wisdom to teach, the wisdom to preach, the wisdom to encourage, and the wisdom to lead, Lord Jesus. Let your favor and blessing be upon him today in this capacity, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, I've uh, had the opportunity to speak with you, Pastor Dave. As I said, I seek out your scriptures, the theology of your word, and he has provided that for me. So I know we are losing Pastor Cole, but we're gaining Pastor Dave Green, who will teach the same way, not identical, but he will feed his, his flock the needed food that they need, spiritual food. I'm so thankful for Lakeshore Baptist Church, and I know if it be your will, we will continue. Dearly Father, I thank you for sending us Pastor David Green. Lord, I ask that you speak through him. I ask that you continue to bless our church, and as a church, allow us to rally up behind him, Lord, as he leads. Lord, we thank you for sending him again, Lord. We thank you for sending Catherine as well. Lord, we ask that you continue to watch over us and continue to watch over Pastor Cole and Sister Cole. In Jesus' name, amen. Dear Heavenly Father, what a privilege it is for us to be a part of the body of Christ, your church, you purchased with your own blood. Thank you that we are brothers and sisters. And thank you that you call us into the ministry and that you've called David. And since he was 15 years old, You've been preparing him and he's been studying to be able to do what he's about to do here. And I pray that you would reward that investment in the study and the work. I pray that you would bring forth laborers from the harvest. I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would touch the hearts of our members and help them to pour out their lives with him for your sake, Christ. I pray that you would bring more lost people to you, Christ, through the ministry of Lakeshore Baptist Church and Pastor David. Lord, I pray that you would give this church and this pastor favor with the community, with the leaders out here. I pray that you would fill them with your spirit and help us to be yielded to you and that you would bring forth fruit that remains. Like we've seen today, these testimonies was fruit that you brought forth. Some of us watered, some of us planted, but you brought the increase. There's people gathering with us as a church today because you brought the increase. And I pray that you continue to do that and that you would abundantly do it and that there would be obvious sign of your blessing and your hand upon David and Catherine and upon Marvin and Malachi and upon the saints of this church, each of the members, that it would be obvious that you are happy and pleased with what is happening. And that, Lord, you would use them for your glory. I pray that you would strengthen the brothers and sisters here. I pray that you would give them strength in the inner man. And that you'd help them to unite. And help them to live out Christ-like obedience. I pray for your blessing, especially on David. Give him wisdom. Give him power with you. Give him sensitivity to your Holy Spirit and a complete yieldedness to your Holy Spirit. I pray that your words would be clear to him and that he would communicate them clearly. 
I pray that you give them a tender heart as a shepherd to love people and see potential in them when no one else sees it. Help them to be patient with people, patient for fruit. Give him prudence, discernment. I pray that you'd grow his heart to be a, a giving heart, swell up love inside of him and may it be obvious and may it come out. And I pray, Lord, that you would help all the members here to love him as well. And that you would help us know that your work grows us always and that this is a growing experience. And we ask for your blessing on all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Glacier Baptist Church, I want to ask that uh, Martha, if you come on up, and our kids, David, just in just a moment, we love you, and I wanted to make sure that this service wasn't just about our family, but uh, it's about God's work in you and here, and that uh, we can't, we all have to be careful not to make ourselves or any other person lifted up, and so. We don't want you to be too lifted up here. But we want you to be a shepherd. And I believe you will. And I have no doubts of that or else I would not have. We would not have recommended David and Catherine to this church. The areas they want, they need to grow in. And so do I. And I'm sure I'm going to find that out soon. The people I go to serve, I don't know as well. Kind of like David. So me and him are probably going to share thoughts with each other. And be like, oh, I need some help here. Yeah, let me tell you what it's like. You all pray for us. I haven't talked about much of us at all, but it's a burden going there and serving. It's crazy, the idea of leaving and going serving people I don't know. I have people here that I know. I've questioned it so many times, like, why am I doing this? Uh, but when it's obvious that God is working, I believe I'd be disobedient to Him, and I can't be disobedient. But it is crazy, because every one of you in this room I love. Martha loves. Dan, it was a uh, just a privilege that you came today and you fought through. We don't have a nursery, which I hope you all would help with that in the future. We do need a nursery. I didn't want Martha missing today. But that's what a challenge it is to have kids at a real young age. And, uh, but thank you for bearing through it. Uh, he's been a friend. And you, you are part of this church here. And I appreciate it. We love you very much. But I'm very glad that you have someone that will love you and be faithful to the scriptures and will love Christ and will put him first before he puts you first. And then he'll put you there. And he'll put his wife before you. She's the most important church member. He's take care of his wife and love Catherine. Uh, but we are privileged to have you with us, David. And I'm glad we could just knock you out with these emotions because he had no idea about the video being played. And so I got permi Catherine's permission. <laughs> but you got, you got hit with that one. Love you. David uh, and I have grown together over the last few weeks and months just because we've spent extra time together doing evangelism, Bible studies, discussions, debates. And uh, so I've grown close to him because of that, more so than when he was just attending the church. But uh, I'm going to ask you if you wouldn't mind praying for our family too. Maybe. Marvin, can you lead us? I shouldn't have done this yet because we got to get a group picture. But this is important. Can you lead the church in prayer for our family?
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, I am so thankful that you gave us a, a family like the Coles to guide us, to shepherd over us. They're a wonderful family. Your children are wonderful children. Father, you brought up and gave us a wonderful shepherd. We ask your blessings upon them if they go to the next location. We ask that they, with your blessings, continue to shepherd their flock and they have shepherded us. We know that he is a man who knows your word. He preaches your word. He uses the scriptures. This is what people need. So we thank you, Father. Safeguard them. Take care of them. And we pray that we always will know them. They will communicate with us as we were with them. They will never be forgotten. And I'm sure they will never forget us. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. This is uh, see you later. It's not goodbye. And we are, uh, you're a church plant that we've been able to love. And so that will never be lost. We will continue. Paul was writing, the messages I preached in Philippians was Paul writing to a church after 10 years being with them. That love did nev never ended. It continued deeply. And ours will stay strong. And I want to ask if Martha could say a word, though. She's been quiet here, and she might not be able to say much. Especially to the kids. Because Martha did. We had a children's ministry for a while. And she really invested in the children. And you kids are important to us, too. I've been speaking to adults, kind of, mostly. Cheyenne, Jay, Marcus, little man, Emmanuel, Tito, Jonathan, Rick. You all are important to us too. And your faith is vital that you love Christ. And I know you do. And uh, Martha thinks about your kids. She's enjoyed teaching them. And we're, we're going to need to pick up the mantle. Someone's going to have to teach these kids because they get a little bored with my preaching sometimes. And they need to hear someone talking on their level. But Martha, could you say a word? Okay, I'll make y'all laugh first <laughs> in order to make me not cry. Um, you know, even he was just talking about like the children. I remember even teaching them on Wednesday nights. And, you know, there's times when it's like, you know, you, you pour yourself into them, you pour yourself into them, and you're like, are they really getting this? Like, am I just wasting my time? And then, you know, you hear like Tito, and he, um, I was reading the Bible, and he's, I read a verse, and he's like, hey, that's my favorite verse. And he repeated it. And I was like, wow, when, when did you learn that? And he's like, you taught it to me like a year ago. And I was like, it's all worth it. Or like when I was in the nursery and, and the kids, you would hear them going around upstairs singing Bible songs that you taught in the nursery. And it just makes it where it's like, it's worth it. And even, um, I was telling Ruby the other day, even I was teaching the kids, I was like, you know, when you come into church, you know, we've all got problems. I said, but you know, when you come in, you might have a hard time and you walk in and you're like, oh, I can't do this today. And then you walk into church, you open that door and you take your hand and you go like this and you go... And, and, I, and I remember encouraging the kids like that. But I want to um, encourage each one of you, when, especially with the children. If you have children, have them coming to church. I promise you, my mom even brought me from the time I was born. And every single day, every single Sunday, it wasn't a, it wasn't a choice. We went to church. And when they're this young and they start loving church, 
that when they're our age, you know, we carry baggage, but you know, if you can invest in the children when they're this age, and in church, make it priority. Oh, I promise you won't regret it. When they become those teenagers and, and they're like, you know what, we have, a, we have a choice if we can go to church or not. No, I remember when I was a kid and I, church, we went to church and I loved it. And when they're teenagers, they won't be asking, oh, do we have to go to church? No, it's a way of life. And just investing when they're this little, I promise you won't regret the time that you invest in putting these children into church. And I want to thank every single one in here. I can almost name every person and tell you exactly what I love about you. You have, you've really made it for a pastor's wife. You've made it so easy. I have felt loved. I've been able to talk to every single one of you and just pour your heart and I want to thank you for one thing, for making it easy to be a pastor's wife. I guess you take me who I am. You know, I even remember being, when I first became a pastor's wife, I was like, I saw other pastor's wife, and I was like, oh, great day. I am not this, like, serious person. Like, I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to come in here, and I'm going to have to be, like, all straight up and be, like, very proper. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, this is not me. And I remember, I remember trying it for a while. And then I was like, you know what? It's making me go crazy. I can't do this. So y'all have accepted for me for who I am, and I thank you for that. And I love each one of you. I know our family. We sincerely love you all. You all have become, for sure, like a family. I have different worlds around here, but I will have to say that this world right here is my family, and I will sincerely miss you all. I'd ask the kids, but I don't think they could do it. No? We love you all very much. And so we thank you for the years of service together. We need to cry together. It's right. So I know many of us didn't even want to come today because you didn't want to cry. But you got to go through that together. Can you imagine not having this time? I'm so glad. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget this. We hope the message you just heard was helpful to you. It means a lot to us that you would join us for this podcast. For more information about our church and meeting times, visit lbcmiller.com or call us at 219-885-9303. We would love to hear from you.